There, how does that sound? Is that better? Or is it worse? Oh, that is uh, so much better. You don't sound so far away. Good. And it doesn't sound like... Sounds okay? No, it sounds good. Good. We did it. We made it. We did. <clears throat> yeah, when I said I was going to be ready, I was like... Well, I think that's when, like, she's, like, done, done with work. So, I mean, you, know, you got to get home. You got to do random stuff. Get done at two. So I was like, yeah, I'll be, like, done and ready. <laughs> and I think you've told me that before. I'm pretty that's sure okay. that my my brain is just dying. I I seem to forget everything already. I'm not, like, that old, but I'm, like, some kind of brain disorder is hitting me real hard. That's all right. It's... You know, just one of those parts of growing older, I guess, yeah. maybe. Probably. That's why it's so great that we're, we're recording all this stuff, so that someday in the future when people ask me about, like, what was it like back then? I'd be like, well, we did this thing, and where well, you can take a listen to it. A lot of crazy shit happened. And I'll be over here telling all, all my grandchildren the fucking audacity. <laughs> audacity and we'll finally be on the i was gonna say the moon but we'll we'll have like a terraformed place on mars oh and, yeah probably yeah and we'll be fighting martians because by then we'll have had some kind of civil war like mars is going to be the I'm new sure. usa yeah there we're like we're gonna send a colony we're gonna become the new united kingdom and we'll be like all right, now send us all of your resources, and, and also we're going to tax the shit out of you. And then Mars is going to be like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah, that sounds about right, though. It, I mean, yeah, it does sound. Yeah, correct. unfortunately. I'm tired. Oh, long week at the post office. Yeah, it's... I hate Christmas. I don't, like... I feel like that's not the the takeaway that I should have from my occupation, but especially when you have coworkers who are going through the same shit you're going through. And yeah. I'm on a I'm on a driving route now, so I mean it's leagues better than slushing through crap in your galoshes all day. And I have a dude who works right next to me, and when he's getting all his stuff ready, I, I know he has to go out and actually walk through all this stuff. He's literally oh. wearing a whole, like, Santa costume, and he's singing Christmas carols and stuff, and it just makes me want to punch him. <laughs> As I'm just like, how, how like... Jolly. Yeah, it's five in the fucking morning. Well, it's six in the morning. We have to get up at five. Hey, he's got kids, so he's, you know, he's got to get, like, school stuff ready and everything. I'm like... Oh, my gosh. Oh. And, and you use the word audacity. That's what it feels like. I'm like, how, sir, do you have the audacity... To just be here and be this excited and, and happy and just fucking ugh, Chris Kringle pieces. He's the same age as me. I just learned that. He looks 10 years younger and we were born in the same year. It, everything about him pisses me off. I'm sure having kids creates a different feeling for this time of year, though. I suppose that's true. He, he did actually tell me a great story about... Um, uh, doing like Elf on the Shelf, and oh. he said he said there was something about like um, having to do with COVID, and they're like, well, we shouldn't be near him. Like, shouldn't he not be in our house? Is he vaccinated? And he's like, God damn it! Now, 
<laughs> come up with like vaccination rules for the fucking elf and for, for this essentially like a stuffed animal in our house. Right, right. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I, I, it, it's every funny. time I every time I hear stories like that, it always makes me wonder like if I would be the type to basically lie to my kids about a magical man that brings his presence. And I'm like, I'm really on the fence about it. I don't know if I would do that. It seems, it seems like a lot of work to inevitably betray your children. <laughs> Cause I, I, I remember finding out when I was younger and I didn't feel bad. Like I didn't feel like my parents had slighted me in any way, yeah. but I don't know, with the whole elf on the shelf thing especially, it seems like parents go through so much work to oh just create gosh. yeah, create this sort of lie that will will inevitably fail. Like at some point they're going yeah. to find out and it uh, just seems like so much work to potentially create a large amount of heartache. But I don't Yeah. Know. I I think the elf on the shelf is way too much work. Yeah, well, and I, there again, I, as a parent. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not a parent, so maybe my viewpoint would change. You know, you see the magic of the this time of year through their eyes, and you're like, oh, well, yeah. I'm gonna do it. But yeah, from an outsider perspective, it just seems like so much crap. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of work, but I mean, I feel like it. It is very cute, like taking your kids when they're little to, like, go get a picture with Santa. Like, that is yeah. adorable. I think I would... <laughs> like, Gabriel trying to sneak out in the back. He's like, I'm just gonna grab my headphones and... That's laughing at you. <laughs> I'm not laughing at. I'm, I'm impressed by. I thought it was a slick move. He, he thought your, your ninja skills were pretty good. No, I saw you moving in the background. I can see you. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crunching and munching and, you know, bag rustling ain't good for podcasting. Yeah, that's I suppose true. That's I'm going to go ahead and play games on the big TV as loud as I possibly can. And Wonderful. And with my mouth open. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Slow door slide. Yeah, that's the fancy new French doors in the office. They I was slide. going to say, wow, that is fancy. That is, a, that is a slick door setup. I like that. I've always wanted doors like that. They're very cool. Yeah, I definitely quiet. like it. Yeah. Thanks. I'm impressed with our new place. It looks very pretty. I'm, I'm happy for you. Has, has moving gone well? I mean, does it, has everything gotten settled in pretty easily? I mean, we're still unpacking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're at like two weeks at this point and well, almost we will. We will be this weekend. Oh, d and... yeah. Don't don't feel too bad. I should show you a picture of the garage. I mean, we've been here since May and I have unpacked like two boxes. So. We're working on it. The yeah. big stuff is put away. So, like, we have, mm. we got the beds in and all of that. That's mostly set up. It's just unpacking the small stuff, like the box of just random things that you have laying around. And, like, oh, yeah. All of the clothes are unpacked yet, but, like, we're getting there. Yeah, I'm still mostly living. I'm still mostly living out of boxes and a bag. Like, I'm just. Yeah. I would like to blame it on. 
Well, work got real busy, and it's like, no, I've just been lazy. I should have... I also have a lot of stuff that I should go through and just throw out. Like, there's probably 80% of my crap is just crap, and I should get rid of it, but I haven't... Uh, yeah. I haven't gone through that yet in many years. I have the same boxes that I had. Some Literally, some of the boxes that I have in there are, like, from college. And, mm -hmm. like, when I moved out of my mom's place, and it's like... I, I don't think some of them have been opened for over a decade. And that's just not right. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, I definitely got rid of a lot of stuff and was like, this is just garbage. Yeah. And then there's some stuff where I'm like, well, maybe. And I'm like, you should just throw it away. It's garbage. Right. <laughs> but I haven't talked myself into it yet. I do catch myself doing, uh, getting a little hoardery and. Uh, Lily actually got worried when she saw how much shit that I really had. And I told her, I'm like, I know this looks bad. And I'm like, I promise you, I don't have like an attachment problem. I'm not a traditional hoarder. I'm just really lazy and I haven't gone through any of these boxes. And we took a weekend and we started going through some of them. And uh, her, she had a friend come over and they were not impressed with how slow I was going. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like having trouble throwing shit away. I'm just. I'm having Just trouble getting through the boxes. One of it. So much shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a process. process. It is. It, it really is. It's an unfortunate long, an unfortunately long and tedious process. And that's why I haven't done it for so. That's why I, tr I kept trying to assure her. I'm like, I'm, I don't have like a problem with throwing shit out. I'm just that lazy. And then you end up with this mound of shit, just all of these boxes. And every year it's mm -hmm. like, I should really go through that. And, and then I'm like, like mm, do it later. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm fucking tired. Fuck it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go yeah. watch a movie or some shit. Yeah, it's and th for us, there's a lot of stuff that like after we moved in, we're like, okay, we don't have this. Like mm. we didn't have knives for mm. a few days. Mm. Yeah, which I ordered before we moved out, but then they didn't show up for until like Tuesday. <laughs> So we didn't have knives for like three days. Yeah, that happens. The the ones that really, <clears throat> as a postal carrier, the ones that kind of annoy me is, it hasn't happened a lot, but I think at least, eh, probably twice in the now almost five years I've done this, where um, I've brought a package up, and um, one in particular was was like, because they moved, it incurred higher postage, so they ordered something from like Target, and it mm -hmm. went to their old address, and then it got forwarded to their new one. But uh, the, kind of sh the kind of shipping that they use doesn't cover, like, forwarding. So I show up, and I'm like, yeah, I have this package for you. It's It's got an extra, like, $10.50 of postage. And they look at it, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's our, that's our microwave that we ordered, because we didn't have one in the old place. Oh, yeah, and then we moved... You can just take it back. And I'm like, oh, great. Or no, it wasn't a microwave. It was it was something really heavy. It was like an ice maker or something. I was really annoyed because I like carried it up this flight of stairs. And I'm like, give me 1050 so I can leave this fucking thing here. And they're like, no, just take it back. Take it back to the truck. And I just stared at him. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Because they already bought a new one. Like they were in their yeah. new place. And so they already had one. They're like, oh, yeah, we don't need it. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah, I I had ordered some new bed sheets back in like beginning of November. And they didn't show up until after we had moved. And yeah. 
I don't know, Amazon had some, like, weird thing where they're like, oh, we're out of it temporarily, but we'll have it. So they just kept pushing back when it would be delivered. Mm -hmm. I'm like, these will never get here. It's never going to happen. I'm like, they're going to get backordered. Yeah. Never going to get these. We did get them, but they shouldn't. (laughs) Old place. And I had plans to go over there. So I was like, I just really hope no one steals it before I get there. Yeah. <laughs> no one did. Thankfully, I think after the last time we had someone attempt to steal from us, they they were disappointed in their haul. They got they got Drano. Nice. <laughs> I I do kind of love some of those videos of the people that like set um they have like a camera recording in a box mm-hmm. like specifically for someone to steal. And then there's a few out there where they take this package with them and they get to that one last. And so there's hours of footage of them opening boxes that they've stolen from other people. And it it just makes you want to punch them. Like they're just such Mm -hmm. pieces of shit. Like, yeah, get your own stuff. And but I do love when they open it up and they're like, "Ooh, this one's big and heavy. And it's just like a shitload of cat litter. It's like, yeah, go (laughs) fuck yourselves. You're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you thought that was going to be a real great haul, but no, just 80 pounds of literal shit sand. Yeah, it. I think our the guy, the kid that stole it from us, he was like, I like 14, maybe in his youth. And I, I'm hoping that that was enough for him to be like, that wasn't worth it. <laughs> just yeah, just be happy that it was like a a kind of nothing enough product that nobody's yeah. going to make a fuss over it and just be like, look, this is a wake-up call that, yeah, the risk is not worth the it wasn't Drano worth reward. The reward. <laughs> well, and especially something like Cat Litter and Drano, it's so dense and heavy mm-hmm. and you, you, it takes so much work to haul it away and then you get back to your lair and you're opening up your goodies and it's just and you're like, oh. Drano. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's what you get. Piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, learn a lesson and don't do this anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. Speaking of things that shouldn't be done anymore. Yeah. Not a great segue, but like, <laughs> I mean, let's be nicer to children, I guess is where I'm going. I feel like that could definitely apply here for the boy in the box, which is what we were talking about today. Indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome. This is, this is Peculiar Pairings. My name is Matt. And Celine, welcome to our show. Hello. This is going to be a, a kind of a, a another impromptu kind of quick one. Yeah. We, uh, we're just doing a quick update on one of the longest running, I think, like child crimes in the U.S., maybe? 65 years? I think so. It is, according to Wikipedia, which I have open for just random facts and stuff that we need, is... 65 years, 9 months, and 13 days. Wow. And it's still technically ongoing. Right. That was an important thing. I remembered hearing that, uh, I mean, part of the problem with it is that not only has his identity been a secret, but there have been absolutely no leads, even up to now, like after identifying him, they're like, we still have no idea what happened to him. Um, But at least they can finally give the family closure. Yeah, I was watching the CNBC um, police announcement 
about mm. it, which you can find on YouTube. It's like five minutes long, very easy to watch. And they're like, we have some theories, but we're not going to talk about them because, like, they're at the point where they're like, yeah, we don't, we either don't want to give away information because they could have something and they don't want to, like, tip off the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And whatever they have might be so outdated or mm-hmm. so minimal. They're like, we want to take no chances. We don't want to release anything yeah. just on the off chance that it tips off someone that we're onto them or whatever. Yeah. And then I think part of it is with how they were able to actually identify him. There's certain things they don't want to release because they don't want to cause problems with potential family members who didn't know they have this family member, potentially. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a good point. So they're since they're unsure as to whether or not his siblings that are alive know about him they don't want to just announce it for the public without you know first contacting the families or doing more of i think some of that due diligence and then i think they also don't want people like finding the these family members and being like well how did you not know like why can't you just tell us this information and they're like i don't know yeah, it, we're we're in an interesting age where like online sleuthery can mm-hmm. be uh, very helpful, but also there are just some weirdos out there that want yeah. to get their own justice, and they don't care who they, they care seek it from. Right? Yeah. 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 So it's very interesting to like listen to them talk about it. I feel like yeah. they did it very a very nice little press conference. The little bit that I've seen about it, I didn't see anything about the actual technology used to find out his identity. Do you happen to to know like what they how they did that? Yeah, they used ancestral DNA and they wow. first traced back on his mother's side, so his maternal side. And they did some on the paternal side, but they are not, I think they're not 100% sure who his father was. Okay. At this, at this point in time. So they have a close enough match, then they're like, going down the family tree, it leads to him, yeah. this is who it has to be. Yeah. They just don't necessarily have all the specific details, but like it has to be him. Yeah. I think it's more that they don't have DNA to potentially test against to have that like 99 point whatever or 100% confirmation that it is this person. It's we believe it is this person. Right, right. Just, yeah, there's a certain percent. Yeah, they're like, we we can't officially say 100%, yes, it has to be him. But yeah. Like, the everything points to one person, so it's kind of like, it's essentially him. If yeah. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that was the same with the, the Somerton man. Like, they, mm-hmm. they didn't have, like, an exact match, but they're like, 
we started up here and we managed to work our way down to yeah. where it has to be this one person. Yep. <clears throat> it's essentially the same thing. And for anyone who doesn't know, the boy in the box was identified as Joseph Augustus Zarelli. And he was also known as America's unknown child. Yeah. Outside of the boy in the box. It really is a testament to just how far technology has gone mm-hmm. with how much, like, it was such a, a broadly publicized disappearance. Well, not disappearance, but crime, I guess. Um, and nobody could really bring any uh, evidence forward. Nobody claimed him and nobody knew anything about it. It's kind of amazing that that this this much time later they were able to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I was telling Gabriel, I'm like, you know, it's one of those things where just the right people know something and those are the people who are unwilling to come forward. Yeah. Which is I will not say if that it shows their guilt or not in this situation but it could be that they know something and either they are guilty of it or they know enough about it that they are fearful for like their own safety yeah i always think too that um it's long enough ago it it seems like um a a kind of like like a shame sort of thing perhaps uh like like Mm -hmm. women who had abortions or something like there was such a stigma. I mean, there's still a stigma, I think, there's to still a certain stigma against that. Yeah, but the idea that uh, having to make that decision, they certainly wouldn't want anyone to have to know. And so, even if someone knew what happened to this boy, and they aren't, they they aren't a culprit. They didn't do anything to him. It's possible that they were, you know, keeping it a secret just because they for whatever reason, some circumstances around what happened to him, they didn't want anyone else to know. Even if they had nothing yeah. to do with the crime, they're like, we don't want to be the... I don't want to be involved. family. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the guy that reported find, that like found him, he didn't call the police until like a day later because he's like, well, I didn't really want to like get involved. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, I feel like that's impossible... This day and age, they'd be like, yeah, okay, sure. But this was the 50s, so. Yeah, you, it's. It's a different you, time. Well, and especially if, like, he just saw a box in the middle of nowhere. I, I could understand him just being like, eh, it's just a box. But presumably he saw what was in the box. And it's like, yeah, in any time period, under any circumstances, like, how do you not contact authorities? when you find something like that but again it was the 50s maybe he somehow yeah he would have felt shame in some way i don't i don't know yeah perhaps perhaps we will never know it's and looking at the photo they have of the box like on the actual scene the open part of it was like facing out so it's like on its side and open. So he could have just glanced mm. and potentially seen what was inside. And was like, oh, oh I see what cool. you mean. Yeah, I just looked that up. That yeah, yeah. It does seem kind of hard to believe that he wouldn't have seen, at least seen enough to be like, oh, I should contact somebody. 
That doesn't look right at all. Yeah. And it's... I think there was one other person that called in but wanted to like remain anonymous because they didn't want to get involved. Yeah, that, that I kind of understand more. The idea of like, even if you had nothing to do with it, just for whatever reason, like, I don't want my name in the paper. I mm-hmm. don't want, yeah, anybody coming to talk to me. I just, I yeah. wanted to make sure that the authorities were aware this is out there. You know, you guys do what you got to Yeah, just keep my name out of it. I, I can understand that kind of aspect. Yeah, it, it's a very baffling case. Yeah. I think just it's, you definitely all, know that there was something horrible going on at home yeah. before he died, which is just so sad. Well, one thing that I was looking over again, my memory is terrible, but one thing that I did remember uh, the few times that I've I've come across this case in the past is uh, I was always intrigued by the fact that it looked like his hair had been recently cut mm-hmm. and they can never really be sure if it was like, professionally done in the sense of like, well, they were going to a party or, you know, they, they, or if it was like haphazardly done by an assailant, but it just always seemed like such a weird detail either way. Like his hair had just gotten cut. So maybe they were going to some sort of family function and he ended up getting kidnapped or something, or maybe it's some weird twisted thing of some killer who's done this in the past. It's, it's just, it just seems like such an, because it's, like, I remember it being like, it's not just one little piece of hair. It, like, like they very meticulously cut his hair like one would do at a barber. But it's just an odd detail. Yeah, I've, I've heard various takes on how his hair was cut. Because okay. one instance I've heard, oh, it was cut like it was done nicely. And then I've also heard that, oh, it was kind of cut in a hasty way where like Mm. it's kind of patchy parts of it are like really close to the scalp i'm like okay but like which is it then right yeah his hair was cut very short to the scalp like it's a very short haircut or was it not done well there is a difference yeah yeah it could have yeah because it could have just been a really hasty, hastily done home botching of a haircut, and it just yeah. looks like a weird sort of thing. And it's like it doesn't necessarily mean it was by the killer. His mom might have tried to do it, and she's not good at it, and she just fucked it up, and just happened to be the same day that he disappears, or, or around the same time frame. You know that kind of thing. I did think it was weird that yeah. I was just reading here. It says that clumps of hair clung to the body, and it's just also so creepy yeah that that kind of tells me at least that his hair was cut while he was in the box yeah which yeah especially if um yeah because that would make sense especially if it was a more professional job they're usually pretty meticulous about cleaning it up and everything so it, it does seem you wouldn't have any just like on you Right, right. And 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 there again, even if it was some kind of mistreatment, if it was done like prior to him being put in the box, you would assume that they wouldn't go through the trouble of like putting the hair in with him. Yeah. 
so yeah, that's that does seem like a pretty telling sort of detail, but hopefully they'll be able to find out more information in the future, and maybe the person who did it is still around. Maybe. I, I think of all the theories that they have out there, the one with uh, the woman known as Martha is the one that gets me the most. And they talked about this on BuzzFeed's Unsolved episode of The Boy in the Box. Oh, no kidding. Where, yeah, so oh, she... It's it's a good one. It's it's And it's like a shorter video. It's like uh, yeah, one of the I, earlier ones. Yeah, I was going to say, I definitely have listened to it, but I haven't... I remembered it being one of the earlier seasons. Yeah. And I haven't revisited in it in quite a while. Season. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um... Part of it is that a lot of their story, there was details that she brought forth that they're like, it makes sense. And like, yeah, these things line up. But also, there's nothing to further corroborate the evidence or there's other things where it's like, okay, despite the fact that you've told us this and all of these details align and make sense, when they try to validate it, they're hitting all these other dead ends and being like, okay, maybe this is a different situation. Yeah. Or, and then part of it is that they're also troubled by her history of mental illness and kind of discrediting her testimony with that as well. Yeah. And so her story is that she lived with her mother, who is pretty abusive in her own right, and that she purchased this unknown boy who they they named Jonathan. Wow. And or his name was Jonathan from his birth parents, but like they could have changed his name. Right, right. And that he was subjected to extreme physical, sexual abuse, and that, I mean, that could be everything from beating him to starving him, which they had a lot of evidence for malnutrition because he was super skinny. He had lots of bruising. And, I mean, he died from blunt force trauma. Right, right. And her story was that he vomited after dinner one night and yeah he was beaten severely for that to the point where he was only semi-conscious when his her mother gave him a bath in which he drowned and died that does ring a bell now and well and what this one of the kind of more chilling parts of that sort of theory is it's without a doubt not like a unique story there are a lot of stories out there about abusive Mm -hmm. parents that end up going too far and then try to kind of cover everything up and it's just sad that it ever gets to that point so like you you would you would like to think that well a parent could never be uh responsible for this but yeah it's like it's happened enough that it's yeah and i think the thing that is um more compelling is that the coroner did find that his stomach contained baked 
baked beans, which is what she said they had for dinner that night, and that his fingers were uh, water wrinkled. Oh, okay, yeah. So they they're like he was clearly in the water for quite a while. Yeah, and then he, yeah, and he she wasn't said, found in water. Yeah, and she said that his hair was cut in order to conceal his identity, which the hair has also led to the idea that he was maybe raised as a girl. But oh. the only evidence for that is that he had his hair cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I feel like there that is such a baseless way to go in that direction. Yeah. Because everything I've heard with that case, with that, they're like, well, he may have been raised as a girl. I'm like, because his hair was kind of long and they cut it to conceal his identity. Well, and even in a time like like that far back, there were der- certainly much more solidified gender norms and that kind of thing. So it's like, okay, that technically holds a little bit of water. But even then, like young boys with with even unusually long hair aren't exactly it's not beyond belief like it it still occurred he could just be a boy with long hair and not have been raised as a girl so like that doesn't it's not even necessarily relevant like even if that were the case and it's one of those things i'm like people do look quite different if they go from having hair that's like long shaggy kind of look to having Mm. it very short that's true yeah it doesn't have to be super long. His hair could be like a few inches long and then cutting mm. it to where it's like very short. You look different. Yeah. It does kind of like frame your face a little differently and everything. Yeah. It just hearing that one, I'm like, that seems a little much. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also, oddly enough, like you can also see how. Especially if she had some kind of mental disability or 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 something like that, like she, mm-hmm. you could see how she would get to that sort of train of thought. So, like, even yeah. if it wouldn't necessarily be a a reasonable action to take, maybe she wasn't thinking reasonably at the time. Yeah, it's and with Martha's story they talked with their neighbors and they're like, there was never a little boy that lived here. Like, Oh, crazy. She's just crazy all the way around. So she, that would be insane if she was like, had literally nothing to do with it. And she's like, Oh no, it was my boy. And I killed him. And they're like, Oh, that's, that's just she old Martha. Killed him. Oh, Martha said her mom killed him. Yeah. Oh, I th- Oh, you thought it was Martha? I thought Martha was the one who bought the kid. Her mother. Martha's mother. Yeah. Her mother bought him and abused him. And Martha was also abused in this situation. Yeah, technically her sibling then. Yeah. More or less like step-sibling kind of. Well, I mean, as far as a purchased boy would be. Ugh. That's horrifying all the way around. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I clearly I clearly misunderstood <laughs> that. I thought Martha was the mother. <laughs> it's Martha's story about the mother. Yeah. I I do think that the the other theory that is pretty compelling is the foster home 
theory mm. or like he could have been a potential runaway or he could have been in a bad foster home situation and died from abuse there. Yeah, that unfortunately doesn't seem entirely uncommon either. No, it's it's just things are like these are all possible and. It's it's just the people involved and the people who know. Yeah, don't want to come forward about it, which I'm sure if you're trying to not get put in prison. Yeah, yeah that would, that would definitely. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely make sense. Like, well, I'm not coming forward because I, yeah, I like I, I like being on the outside. I, I like my freedom. Yeah, as much as, look, we're all upset about the lost boy, okay? But I don't want to go to jail. I like be. I did one really, really bad thing. That doesn't mean I should go to prison for the rest of my days, does it? Does it? I, I feel like if you are the abusive person in this situation, if you have other children in the house it'd probably be pretty easy to lie to them and be like, oh, like, we sent them away. And that's, that's it. True. Yeah, yeah. It also basically... Oh, scared enough of you that they're not going to say anything. Oh, right, right. And if the, even if it came to, like, speaking to the cops, they're going to maintain that story, like, oh, yeah, they just sent him away because they're going to be just as scared of telling the cops... Like, they're not going to think that the cops are necessarily going to be able to protect them from their, their parents, so they're they're going to maintain that story. Yeah. Which is also too common of a tale. I've listened, unfortunately, to a lot of uh, stories recently regarding this odd phenomenon I don't understand about parents who have, like, multiple children. And although they are generally abusive, for whatever reason, they 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 have one of their kids that they just lay the like maximum abuse on for some reason. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just so, so weird. Like for no particular reason, they just seem to have a hatred for this one kid. And it's like, they're still your kid. Like there's nothing different between them and your other kids. Why do you, but then they end up with a tragic fate and the kids were all like, yeah, I mean, they were terrible, you know, in general, but they, were exceptionally abusive to this other sibling, and it's just so yeah. weird and bad. Uh, Sylvia Lichen is a great example of that, although um, it wasn't her parents. Her parents had her and a sibling staying at, like, a friend's house, and they were, like, paying for oh. room and board with this friend. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't abusive to her kids. She was maybe, like, a little... <clears throat> I guess maybe emotionally abusive to them, but not like tons. She wasn't physically abusive, but she was extremely physically abusive to Sylvia. And she was like mildly abusive to Sylvia's sister, but Sylvia's sister was also physically handicapped. So part of her was like, well, that's... uh... She's got no fight in her or something. Yeah, yeah, something horrible like that. Yeah, some weird just switch in her mind about like, well, I'll I'll beat the more capable one. Oh my god. 
Yeah. There's just some darkness in people for some reason. Yeah, those are the kind of people who should not have children. Absolutely. That's for sure. And they also seem to be the same people who, like, if um, if Child Protective Services or or another member of their family is trying to, like, take custody of the kids, they fight tooth and nail to keep this kid. And it's like, you don't seem to want them. Why? Just let them yeah. be in a better home. What is the problem? What is the deal? someone else. Yeah, it's like and they're it's... an odd sort of crutch almost. They 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 want to yeah. pour all of their hatred in their own, and you know they were probably mistreated as a child themselves. So that's just like the only way they know how to process anything, and they just burden it onto another one of their own kids. It's it's just it's such tragic. a vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah, it is. <sighs> I I will say with this case in particular, I. Do you think it is very interesting that they um, originally buried him in a potter's field? And then he was later reburied at Ivy Hill Cemetery in Cedarbrook, Philadelphia. And he was exhumed. And I'm not sure if this is at this if this was all in the same time frame. He was exhumed in, I think it was the either the late 80s or early 90s, specifically to gather stuff for DNA. And then he was exhumed like one other time after that. Right. I did remember them saying that he was exhumed at least once specifically for DNA gathering. Mm -hmm. I was just reading this, too. I like the idea that uh, sometimes it can really be a... a beautiful display of community coming together. The idea that uh, when he was labeled as America's unknown child, it had a large headstone that people could come and visit and they would always keep the grave decorated with flowers and toys. Oh, like this kind of sweet. That is very sweet. Yeah. I, I will say the original photos really creep me out. Yes. That is. uh, and it's also of a different time too. Like I obviously they were trying to find out who he was and everything, but just the idea that they they put those in like every newspaper and they're like just out for everyone to see. Here is uh, some very disturbing imagery in your regular newspaper, or maybe yeah. a bulletin. It's... But there again, yeah. I mean, I suppose they didn't necessarily have any better uh, method for trying to get the word out and figure out who he was. Yeah. It. I mean, it was really kind of like the only way that they had, because it, it seems like everything else they did just led to dead end after dead end, like from the blankets to the box and just kind of trying all these different theories they just can't seem to find the why or the how. Yeah. Or I guess more the who. Yeah, it's kind of shocking how and it, it's it's always weird too how even with the the most well planned crimes, like there there always seems to be one little mistake, one little slip up, and the the way that he was just sort of discarded, it didn't really seem like a 
particularly well-planned sort of thing. It seemed really haphazard. And yeah. so for there to just be not enough evidence, it's such it's just such a weird coincidence and just an odd it's it's just such an oddity that it took this long and uh, yeah. it took uh, just DNA science. But yeah, and I do think it really speaks to the times of the yeah. 50s in that a lot of the stuff they couldn't trace because people like paid in cash. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not even. Yeah, there probably wasn't even a whole lot of like checks being written or anything that. Yeah, that would be pretty hard to. I, I forgot they did focus a lot on the box and like the type of bassinet that would have been in it. And they're like, but there was nothing really tying that particular box to any particular bassinet nor that boy to any purchase. They're like, it just is a weird detail that never really went anywhere. They so they were able to trace the box and basically narrowed it down to being bought at like a specific store. I do remember and that. Yeah. It was like the best lead that they had. It really was. They they got really far with it. And then at the end they're like, okay, there's like eight possibilities. And they all paid in cash. Or no, it was like twelve. And yeah. then eight people came forward and were like, we still have the box. And then the other four just, they never heard from and they don't know who they are. Yeah. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah. Just it's, I'm like, that's just where it ends. Right. Yeah. There's, there's technically a, a haphazard sort of paper trail for a certain distance. And then it just disappears. And it's like, yeah, without people coming forward and saying, yeah, we made this purchase, there's no way to know. Yeah. But well and, before any kind of, like, surveillance or anything, there's no cameras. I mean, even then, like, it's, I kind of doubt that the police are actually, like, visiting the people's homes and being like, do you have this box? They're probably just like, yeah, we'll take your word for it. You have it. Mm-hmm. So, like, even then, you could have called in and been like, oh, yeah, we still have the box. Totally. And you can't even necessarily chalk it up to, like, worse police work. Like, that that just might have been how it was done. Like, they're just like, well, they said they didn't have it. We're going to take their word for it. Yeah. Well, I mean. How it was done. I also kind of doubt that they could have really gotten search warrants for something like that. Yeah. Like that just to me that seems kind of doubtful because it's like their crime was they bought a bassinet. Right. Because yeah, it, it, there's no way to say necessarily that they that it's any Yeah, someone could have found that box in an alleyway. You know, like they just bought the bassinet. The box is out in the alleyway. Now the box is gone. They assume yeah. it was taken out in the the trash. They had no reason. Someone to... just stole the box. Yeah, it's just gone, and so. I, I can ima- I can even see a judge looking at that and being like, this isn't really enough to go on in terms of like yeah. raiding their home. So uh gonna need a little bit more to tie them to this. Yeah, I mean, that's like when you like when I worked at Starbucks, I took boxes from the store if, quite a few times actually for moving. And so did yeah. other people because it's like I'm moving and mm-hmm. I need boxes. Like these are perfectly good boxes that I can use instead of paying for boxes. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. By the way, if anyone, just a quick tip, anyone who might be moving, uh, go to a liquor store. Yeah, they're not huge oh, yeah. boxes, really sturdy boxes, though. And at yeah. least the one that I used to live near in St. Paul, they just always had a bunch of them at the front of the store. And they would be pretty kind about just like, yeah, just take them. Yeah. It, yeah. Very nice, sturdy boxes, really heavy glue. You know, they don't fall apart. It's good stuff. You could probably also ask your local Starbucks. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they are, would be happy to give you boxes if you just asked them, like, hey, can I take boxes, like, from your cups? And just I will look, recycle them later. Yeah, just look really sad, like, please. Please, I know that. <laughs> I know they're good boxes. Yeah. You don't want to have to break those boxes down and take them out later. Just let me have them. I'm let a, me I'm take a... them. I'm a sad poor college dude. I can't even afford your coffee. Can I please just have a box? Can I please just have a box? I just want a box. Sir, you look 40. Well, that's, I'm just so stressed. That's all. That's just how my hair is falling out. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, your hair, that happens when you're stressed. You could be so stressed to go gray. I think, oh yeah, yeah. It I'm happens. pretty sure there's there's got to be science about that somewhere. I'm sure somewhere, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a real. Yeah, that's. There's not really much more to our stuff today, just because it's still an ongoing case. Yeah. They're not releasing stuff until they know more, and just out of respect for the siblings currently living, they're not saying anything about. Yeah. That was another thing. Yeah, that was another thing I hadn't really considered until I heard about it on the news. The idea that it feels like like such an old case and all the pictures you see are black and white and everything. Um, but 65 years isn't that long ago. I, I never really considered that he might have siblings that are still alive. And so hopefully it's at least some comfort to them to just have this finally... Uh, at, at least have him identified officially. Yeah, and I I definitely think it is nice to kind of have that extra little care with the family involved, just... Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it would be a pretty big deal if you're in the area and you're watching the news and you're like... Oh, I know that name. You're like, oh, hmm, yeah. wait a minute. You maybe don't want every single reporter in the area knocking on your door about it. Right. That, that's another thing that shocked me about, like, the number of stories I've heard about reporting in the past. And they would put people's whole addresses in the, in the, the news article. Like, how is that even close to relevant? Other people don't need to know their exact mailing address. No. Like, why would you do that? That that's not even something you can really blame on, like the time. Because even if you said like they live in this neighborhood or something, it's like okay, that's still maybe a little too specific. But like, you don't need to tell every single person exactly yeah. where I live. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and it's it's not like the name Zarelli is super common, right? Yeah, I so, like. If you, even even if it's common enough that there are like so many in an area, there's probably yeah. one 
you know, like one family in so many blocks or whatever. So yeah. it's like, even if it's not them, they, they have no relation to the kid. Like, yeah, they're still, yeah. all their neighbors are going to be looking at them. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's. Yeah. I, I think it is for the best that they're not giving any sort of familial information yeah. out there. Cause like, there's a good chance they don't live in that area any or I mean, they may not have even been from that area. We have no idea. Right. And yeah. No, I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. But still think it's really awesome that ancestral DNA is what kept the ball rolling with this. Yeah. It's impressive. That... Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm kind of excited. We're in an exciting time of potentially solving a lot of they're again, not necessarily solving the case, but at least being able to identify people. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. And yeah. I Technology. I was so excited when I found out and I'm like, man, we're like, I'm like at this rate, like we might just start having like episode after episode of all these updates. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's not even to get to like the specific topics that we wanted to do. It's just all this. New informations about different cases keep coming up, and it's like, hey, well, we got to talk about that. Yeah, I just think it's exciting. It is exciting. Certainly an exciting time. Yes, and I realized we did not cover this when we started the episode. What was our pairing and oh. why? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot to jump right in. Well, so as is our... Uh, our tradition with these kind of shorter impromptu episodes, we're just doing a drink and I was trying to figure something out and certain things didn't really seem appropriate. And Lily mentioned, she's like, well, does it even have to be like an alcoholic drink? And yeah. I'm like, well, we never, I'm like, we kind of got that going as a trend, but it's not like a hard, fast rule. No, it's and not so, a hard and fast rule. So I did kind of what we did for the, the Delphi case, I was like, well, I wonder what the the state drink of Philadelphia is, and it's apparently milk. So I'm just Aww. having a I'm just having a glass of uh, regular old classic cow milk, and it is refreshing and delightful. And I feel like I don't drink enough of it. I have True Moo whole chocolate milk. Ooh, that sounds that sounds delicious. I've it's never. Good. I like chocolate milk every time I have it, but I never think to get it. I don't know. Like as a kid, I, I always, well, I guess as a kid, I didn't really drink as much milk as I probably should have anyways. It always felt like something that was kind of yeah. pushed upon me when I went to school. Yeah, like, whatever, uh, yeah, I'm like, well, that's all there is. So I guess I can just have that milk again. But somehow as an adult, yeah. it's, it's very tasty. It's much more refreshing. Yeah, I... Didn't have milk in my house for a good while. And Gabriel drinks it. So now it's in the house. Nice. So we usually have nice. some form of dairy milk in the house. It's always handy if you do a lot of baking. And I don't, but I do like cereal. Yeah. I, do, I should do more baking. I should too. I was going to make some banana bread. And I had these Ooh. three very old bananas in the freezer for a while. And... uh <laughs> Then I took them out of the freezer and I put them in the fridge because I'm like, okay, I'm going to make banana bread tomorrow. And I didn't have any, I think I needed cornstarch or baking soda. And uh, baking soda. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't find any. 
and uh, forgot that they were in the fridge. And Lily discovered them like a week later, and she's like, <laughs> "They smell so bad." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, those are probably gonna have to go in the trash." Uh, fun note: we had baking soda the whole time. It was in a place I didn't think to check. It's just hidden. Yeah, and it was oh. in a uh, a cont- like it was a it wasn't like Arm and Hammer. It was like the store bought like like store. Oh yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, it was in a label I also wasn't looking for, and it was in like a can instead of a box. So uh, a can yeah, one, like, yeah. yeah. Like could have could have made the banana bread, that but one, no, just let them rot in the fridge. That one throws me off with baking powder because it's mm-hmm. like the exact same except the colors like yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. So I I always try to get like the Arm and Hammer baking soda, and it's yes. the boxes yeah. aren't the same. That's what I'm gonna do in the future because yeah. I'm just like yeah no that was. Because there again, I don't do a lot of baking, but when I do, I, I just I kind of get the urge right then, and it's like I got to do it now, otherwise I'm gonna forget, and then bananas go bad in the fridge, and so yeah, I'm just like I'm just gonna get the regular Arm and Hammer next time, because yeah. then I'll know what I'm looking for. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, so go ahead and enjoy yourself a cup of milk, people, and yeah. uh, rest easy knowing that we have technology to. Uh, to solve past crimes. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that'll be a, it's a wonderful thing. One. It is. Now, let me yeah. see if I can find, I usually get this ready beforehand, but I forgot. <laughs> and now I have to like really <laughs> awkwardly sort of just kind of, Oh my God, how far down is it? It is so, so far down. Oh my God. For, really... for all the social. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. I I mean I mean this is all part of the show. This is a planned thing what's happening right here. This is this is what we call uh the off the cuff stuff. You know, this is this is the part of the show where uh I just sort of talk awkwardly. This is this is a part that we do every time. Everybody knows this. this is, every yeah, week so. we do this and <laughs> I will say that I have had a request to start to try to get our stuff on YouTube. Oh, which yeah. I'm I'm hoping I'm giving myself a pretty big goal right now of trying to get that done in the new year. Getting there probably won't be filmed videos, but at least some form of our podcast on YouTube, probably starting with our older episodes, so it may not be super up to date. But when we do that, you will be able to find us under the new YouTube handles that they started doing, which will oh. be at Peculiar Pairings Podcast. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to yeah. put that on the list. They started doing that in like the last few weeks, which I did. had to jump on that yeah, <laughs> to secure I did. our handle. Oh, right. Good call. I did get an email about that, and I'm just like, I don't know how this would possibly affect me, so delete. <laughs> or, or like archive or whatever. I'm like I don't. Although yeah, I think I got it just for like my personal thing, and I'm like, okay, I don't care about a handle, I guess. It's kind of like Instagram handles, but I mean, you can still find people by searching their channel and just through like the web link. So, just a, a third way to find people. Yeah. So, well, that's in addition, coming at some point. <laughs> 
Yeah, so in addition to potentially being on YouTube, you can also find us at uh, Instagram at Peculiar Pairings Pod and uh, on Twitter at Peculiar Pair Pod. And you can email us all your suggestions and hate mail at Peculiar Pairings Pod at gmail.com. And uh, check us out on Patreon, why not? Yeah, we got some new exclusive content that will be going up in the new year. We do? Wow. That sounds yeah. exciting. Y- y'all can hear my my crime, my personal true crime stories. Oh, yeah. That sounds exciting. I'm going to go check that out right now. <laughs> <laughs> you should, too, audience. Uh, yes. Well, until next time, listeners. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for checking it out with us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>